Tasa Bhagova Tora Do Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagova Tora Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagova Tora Sama Sambuddhasa Udang Tamang Sangang Namasami So the, the term holistic awareness uh, refers to the fact that uh, we have different systems of intelligence and yet they all combine, overlap to form something that's holistic and uh, something we use all the time. The three fundamental forms are the uh, thinking mind, our emotional, responsive, intuitive, affective <coughs> heart and our bodily balance, our bodily intelligence. So these are three forms that we use all the time without really knowing when you're riding a bike, you know, you're swimming, uh, when you're balancing, that's your bodily sense, comes more to the fore. Mm. When you're with another person, it may be your heart sense comes to the more to the fore. When you're doing a task, job could be more that your head sense, your thinking sense comes to the fore. And the tendency of this to, is to perhaps focus on one or be uh, energized in one aspect and lose the other two. The holistic sense means all three are operating in balance. As we probably recognize in ourselves and in others <coughs> when we are uh, very much focused in our head sense, we can lose the sense of empathy with other beings, even with ourselves. We, we can lose the sense of being in a body. We're just out there in cyberspace or in virtual realities of mental constructions, thought constructions, the future, the past, myself, other people should do, could do, what would happen, what will happen, and even more remote realities which can have this very uh, effect on the heart of um, not being in touch. So you feel slightly overwhelmed or not really settled and secure and, and confident in our own hearts because we're dealing with things that actually aren't heart, heart realities. And the heart sense can be just one of, oh, what's going on? You know, or better get this done. Panic or anxiety or regret or uncertainty. It's not a happy heart if you're just up in your head all the time. <clears throat> Similarly, the body sense 
you know, you can be so full of ideas that you trip over your feet. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where your body is. And even more, the case that we can be working so, so fully in our heads that we forget to eat uh, or exercise or even know what breathing in and out is. Fundamental things. It's just gone. Still happening, but we're not with that. So holistic, something that's actually holistic does become very um, fractured, separated. And in meditation, one of the themes that uh, I personally use is how how does the whole thing come together? When the whole thing comes together, in my experience, there's a sense of calm, assurance, no compulsion, balance, yeah, flowing, uh, warm, at ease, happy, you know, humorous, responsive, rather than reactive. So that's, uh, well, that's the retreat over with. <laughs> so just do it. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't lay, save it to the last day. <laughs> now this is, though this is quite uh, natural, it's, it's, we're not always very natural you know, because we get programmed. <clears throat> and probably for most people the strongest program is into the thinking mind you know, that's the one we use to earn a living with most people are not going to be earning a living through dancing or gymnastics but probably through their thinking mind and that's the one we place a great deal of, of, uh, of emphasis on and performance and we measure ourselves probably most in terms of how quick we can think, how fast our logic can operate, particular amounts of learning that we can come into. That's what counts. So we get rather unbalanced. Now it's not to dismiss the thinking mind. And so one extreme could be just the, in meditation, all thinking is bad, wrong, nasty, dualistic, get it out of here. But it, this isn't really the way. It's we use the thinking mind Mostly because the thinking mind is something you can definitely steer and direct. Now, this may seem awesome. <laughs> the thing, thing is not completely crazy. But you can determine to think about, you know, for a moment, you know, think about your foot. Or do you know you have a foot? Yeah. So you, that moment you think something, your mind you're, will tend to go there. Your intelligence will tend to go there or at least try to go there. So thinking is, is the most accessible form of these intelligences. So we use the thinking mind, particularly what's called vitaka, which means um, trig- uh, sending the mind, directing the thinking mind. And it just means with a thought, where's my body, or am I breathing, or is it breathing in, or is it breathing out? Just that. That's called vitaka. means you... you pin for a moment you pin your awareness to something through the agency of thought uh, now this quality of awareness is is holistic it's the 
it's the ground base of all of them, you know, all these three forms of intelligence. So if, you're, if you become, uh, your awareness comes fully into your body, then a lot of your body senses start to become more intelligent. Your bodily sense, your balance, your somatic sensitivity, um, the whole thing starts to light up. If you be, so awareness comes into the body. When you bring awareness into more fully into the heart, you realize your moods, your uh, pressures, your negativity, your anxieties, your joyfulness, your gratitude, your generosity. These, all this area starts to become light up. It's like suddenly the light's on in that area which may have just had not much light on it at all, rather dim light. And we experience subtle forms of heart intelligence such as calm or equanimity or... Um, you know, things that may not be that powerfully surging. Awareness in the heart. So you can direct your awareness into the heart. How are you feeling? How are you feeling with that? How are you feeling with being here? How are you feeling when you remember something? How do you feel with that? So that's, that you say that's the thinking question that directs you to your heart sense. And, and the, the, um, when you come into your thinking sense, it's very much, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about this? So when you come to the, what are you going to do about it, you probably get a huge you know, cascade of what you're going to do about things because this is, this is the intelligence that's mostly so lit up that it's hyper. You know? There's all kinds of, th- even before you've found out what it is, there's all kinds of things you know you're going to do with it generally make it better <laughs> or get rid of it <laughs> depending which way your, your, your biases go so these three forms and, and because uh, the, uh, the body sense gives you a very a nice definite boundary heart sense is pretty boundless the head sense is, is boundless there's an in, you know, innumerable amount of things you could do, should do could be done, you know, possibilities. Heart sense, huge range of emotional currents and flows and responses that can occur. Body sense, you've got something a bit more finite. And so it helps to ground and define and firm up and calm and stabilize and get a sense of centering. So when we begin a retreat or often as a fundamental practice in a retreat is to bring awareness into this bodily intelligence the body sense to make that more intelligent then it will, def- it will help to give the heart sense uh, uh, a foundation the head sense a foundation and the heart sense will start to feel more comfortable when you have a steady present body with you yeah. your heart sense is always relating to something relating to something now if you can get it to relate to your body it's going to calm down if you get it to relate to your thoughts it's going to speed up <laughs> you know, because your thoughts are flickering and moving around so you want to if you get it to relate to you know your past or your future it's going to start going into what expectation or anxiety regret or nostalgia yeah that's what it's going to go to so you don't really don't want to put it there yet you know, in due course of time, we can go there. But first of all, you want to 
give the heart some comfort. You know, so how is it in your body? You know, where's the steadiness? Where's the calming? Where's the st- stability in your body? So we bring emphasis on bringing ourselves, our awareness into, into the embodied sense. Called the first frame of reference or the first <clears throat> foundation or the first establishment for mindfulness is body. If you look into that, that series of teachings, you have body, feeling, which is both physical and mental. You have mindsets, mind states, yeah? and then you have mental processes associated with <clears throat> awakening or ignorance. Yeah? And they, but they can all be detected because in the holistic sense, everything affects everything else. So everything that you, every thought movement has, does have some bodily effect to it. Yeah. If you've been thinking all day, you probably feel physically quite drained. It has an effect on your body. You're only really one, running from one battery, one energy system. So all the, whatever particular form of intelligence you're using, it, it, it draws energy and it affects the whole, the whole, all three systems. So you might find you're feeling in a bad mood, a bad emotional state, you know. What's wrong with my bad emotional state? Maybe because you didn't sleep very well, or it could be that even you're, you know, you have a bodily disorder. You feel sick, or you've got a headache. Generally, when people have headaches, they don't feel the most merry, generous, and at ease. You know, you feel tight, grouchy, or depressed. So clearly, you know, the bodily body picks up the heart sense or is affected by the heart sense because we've really only got one nervous system. So whatever neurochemicals, hormones are operating affects the whole lot. And uh, so also any positive state will affect all of it. So if we practice with a, you know, a loving or generous mind, that's going to affect your body. If you practice with a body that's at ease and relaxed, it's going to affect your, your mind, your emotions. So when the Buddha taught meditation, he said if you start off with bringing yourself into a, a good, willing space, and you take precepts and you reflect, think primarily about your moral body, you know, that is, you are committing to precepts, you are inclining towards doing the good, something you can respect, something you can admire, something you can really see as worthwhile. Consider that. Give that due consideration. Take in the feeling of that. This will actually have an effect lifting your heart so that you feel a little more glad and at ease with yourself. And that will affect your body. Your body will start to be more relaxed. And when the body's relaxed, the whole system gets happier. And this is how you come into concentration or samadhi. <clears throat> so concentration isn't just a matter of holding attention on one point. It's about you know, softening up the whole holistic domain so that it all feels good and chimes in and resonates. You know? It's rather like having a conductor and all the pieces in the orchestra tune in to the same, whatever they're playing, a violin or an oboe, they still pick up the same tune. You know? So that entrainment 
is what's called samadhi. It's not a one point, it's everything gathering together around one theme. So this is why it's relaxed rather than a tight state. So when we, you know, one, one uh, suggestion is that although our attention can focus on particular points, consider more the sense of the field. That's the whole sense. And perhaps we might start with the whole body sense with particular points within that, and yet how, rather than, you know, trying to find one particular point, such as when you're breathing in and out, trying to focus on a particular point in your body, just get the whole sense of breathing. You know, the breathing in and the breathing out, the whole body breathing in and breathing out. So widen to get the field rather than a point. This definitely has an effect on your, your mind. Your mind become, is less tight, less pressurized, less demanding, and it has an effect on your emotions. Your emotions are more settled because you're not reaching forward trying to make something work and get there. See, yeah. And that sense of the emotional restfulness, a, se- a sensitivity, and being in your body, that will bring samadhi around. If you, if you want samadhi. But if you don't want samadhi, it will bring it around. That's the nice thing about it. It's not like a matter of choice. It just happens. Because when you settle down, you calm down, and you get the whole thing together, it does by itself come into unity. It comes into unison. Unison. So everything is entrained around the same theme. <clears throat> so when we cultivate in a holistic sense, certain principles are very important. One is connecting, connecting, connecting your thinking mind to the body, to, the, to your heart sense. What's happening? Where is this? How am I with this? Yeah. Doesn't mean a whole story needs to come out. Just, the, just if you like, just making contact. Mm-hmm. So that connecting. When you're walking, are you in your body? When you're moving to the dining hall, are you thinking about the food? Or are you in your body walking to the dining hall? This is where we are right now. We can't be anywhere other than where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it certainly starts to disengage the push of desire, aversion, impatience. You know, it starts to unhook those you know, by itself. And this is how, again, how calm and samadhi comes around, not just through holding a point, but through disengaging certain um, strong drives and energies. So connection is one thing. It's connecting. Maybe spending half an hour connecting to the body, you know, and thoroughness. Thoroughness. The whole thing. So when we come into the body, we might say the, the arch of the foot, the ankle, the calf, the thigh, the hip, belly, lower back, middle back, diaphragm, chest, you know, you can move thoroughly through the whole body systematically, just connecting to it. You know. Thor- connection, thoroughness. 
Another point is uh, perhaps that comes out of those two is cohesiveness. It's how does the whole thing sit together? So one bit isn't rushing off somewhere, somewhere else. When you do walking meditation, trying to keep your head on your shoulders connected to the body rather than the end of the path. It tends to happen in walking meditation as the body falls apart. Your head goes down the end of the path or your feet haven't really got going and the rest of you is sort of like, this has got, this has got nothing to do with me anyway, you know. <laughs> you know, bellies don't have to do walking, shoulders don't do walking, so you just kind of, uh, well, you know, wait till it's over. <laughs> so that walking meditation can be very... Uh, unhappy experience or, or feeling a waste of time or just a way to take a break from sitting. So you, when you're walking, you want to keep your head like what's happening, your physical head, your eyes and the connection to the, the neck. So the whole body is walking. I've never seen just feet walking up and down a path. As the whole thing goes up and down. So why not be with all of it? And it starts to settle. You feel your, sho- your shoulders say, oh, well, walking is to do with me because I, I find that they swing a little when I walk and that feels better. Hips know about walking. Even the neck knows about walking. It knows what's happening. It's kind of this rhythmic movement. And your heart knows about walking. It feels the quality of, well, this is really... Easy, steady, step at a time, pleasant, no pressure. So when we do walking meditation, we keep the whole body walking. So it's not really a point. Now you may, of course, start with a point, then wherever you start, you want to kind of widen to include the whole, whole thing. The body likes that, actually. Bits that have been left out suddenly, oh, she remembered me. <laughs> you know, a throat, been here for years and nobody's noticed me. You know. There it is. <laughs> it's good because your head lifts up when you have a throat. You haven't just got a head rammed onto shoulders. And in daily life, this is the kind of thing that happens, isn't it? Because we're in a hurry. So the main thing is the awareness of time. Get there, get it done. So, you know, the fastest moving bit goes for it, which is the, the thinking mind. Body can catch up with you later. It probably catches you up somewhere in the evening. It catches up with you. It's a zoom. And uh, in that state of being unconnected, the, the body kind of closes down and it often closes down rather defensively with other people around. You just sort of armor it, close it down. Because particularly if you're driving, people in gladiatorial mode at, uh, on the freeway. <laughs> There's no place for sissies. So you close down, you know, get the armor on. Going to the shopping mall, you know, you've got armored up. 
You're going to talk to somebody unpleasant, you armor up because they're going to give you a hard time, so you armor up, you tighten up. So all the soft stuff disappears. It's just the head rammed onto the shoulders to make the point fully emphatic. <laughs> Hands are clenched. Soft tissues are closed. Yeah. So in that state, the closed body, the defended body, the, the shut-down body, the emotional sense is reactive. Easy to get angry. Easy to get angry because you're at that particular... The softer qualities of space, what do you know, curiosity, uh, humor, those disappear behind the harder qualities of, of defense, attack, get done, you know. So it's easy to get snappy and angry. So you've got a whole, you know, what is it? 7.38 in the morning, you've got a torrent of angry people <laughs> flowing to work, you know. And then it's it blows up, doesn't it? The road rage. Yeah. And then we start to come out of that, oh, I feel bad. I want to be with that. So then distraction to get away from the unpleasant residues of difficult emotions. One thing that the, the whole body offers is a sense of space, fluidity, pliability, Agility, you know, lightness, balance, more like a, a Tai Chi or a Judo master. So somebody throws a punch, they just bend, flow. They're not hardened up. Yeah. Aware of the soles of the feet, the palms of the hands, the face, the softer stuff. That's actually a very uh, skillful way to, to meet difficult feelings. You flow with it, you open, you loosen, you don't get caught, and you don't get into that angry, hardened state, or the beaten down state. Loosening. Now, interesting, when we contemplate the body, when we come into the field of the body, rather than a particular point, then there's a, a, a medium uh, which crosses the body-mind divide. You know, they're apparently they're divided, but there's a, a, a kind of area which straddles the two. It's called the area of the elements, um, the elements or properties. And these have... So we come into the body in its, in its quality of its elements or its properties, these very much associate or resonate with emotional qualities. It's similar. It's, it's a sort of energy field rather than a physical field. So it's the energy field of the body. And the elements, actually there are quite a number of them, but uh, to keep it relatively simple, we take five. We have earth element, Fire element, water element, air element, and space element. So earth element is everything that feels solid, uh, is able to resist pressure, 
is able to feel that stability, the earth, the ground, everything that has that feeling to it. Most obviously this will be felt in your skeletal structure. So everything that, but it's really not a place, it's, it's a, a tonality, the firm, the earth, and it does shade from being rigid, rock-like, to being kind of a bit more, more muddy or swampy, just like the earth does. And you want it somewhere in the middle. It's not crumbling, but it's not brittle. So we're looking at the earth quality, the tonality of which gives us the emotional sense of steady, able to stand, able to bear, able to carry weight, not crumbling, not broken down, not rigid, firm, stable. The earth quality, and it has that emotional tone to it. So when we tune into the earth quality, it gives us that sense of, here I am, I'm on the ground, I'm stable, I'm okay. And uh, the quality of these energies is, and, is that when your mind focuses on the, uh, in, in that particular way, awareness focuses, it can make any sense, can become a whole sense. Yeah. So what we put our mind into tends to dominate the whole field. So if we discern the quality of earth, take that in, it's like that becomes the dominant impression, the, st- the stability, steadiness. Fire element is everything that is adhesive or flaring it's the spark of intelligence it's the the flush or the spark of initiative it's that which suddenly sticks something together that means that that's that that's that that's that it's that got it sparking flash yeah it's like that as 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 a it could be the light and it's thing that gets us going so our energy our do-it energy is very much associated with fire, uh, sexuality, and um, initiative, imagination. These are all fire qualities. Suddenly you get a burst of it. Wow, that's it. You know, the great idea or the great passion. The whole system floods with that. You know, so we're on fire with something. And use these metaphors, don't we? Like this thing is really, I'm really on fire with this thing. Uh, or my head's on fire, or fired up. It's not negative or positive, but it can become so when it becomes out of balance. The water element is everything that's cohesive, sticks things together, blends things, the harmony. If you notice, water does not tolerate differences. It melts everything down. The undifferentiating, the melting, brings everything together, flowing. Uh, water doesn't hold boundaries. You have to create a boundary for it. It tends to flood over. So it has its negative and positive connotations. Everything that we sense as fluid, cohesive, can also be indecisive, um, not settled, but it can be deeply resonant and uh, empathic. In the bodily sense, the water element is rather difficult to discern, Obviously, you can feel the, maybe the water in your mouth or the slight dampness of your palms. Perhaps more usefully, it's the, it's the sense of everything in your body being held together by itself. Not held together by pressure, but noticing how 
you know, if you sweep through your body, the sensations in your hands tend to travel up your arms. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the body doesn't actually by itself segment. We get a sensation somewhere it tends to suffuse. So it's this su- suffusive quality. And um, it's something you can pick up with breathing. The breath energy can suffuse the whole body. Just like if you take a, a kitchen towel and you put it in some water, the water suffuses, gradually creeps through and, and the whole of the kitchen towel. Yeah? So it's this ability for something to transfer and suffuse. It's a very important element because we lose the flow in the body. We get rather rigid. And so, it's, and so someone who dances in a fluid way or someone who is a Tai Chi uh, you know, expert will have a very fluid form. It flows. Everything is in touch with everything else. Everything flows together. And we really admire that beauty and the grace of that. And a lot of time we just kind of clump and stump around, you know. <laughs> so trying to develop this when you're walking with a flowing sense, like it's a, like it's a dance. It has an effect on our emotional body. You become more fluid, more flowing, lighter, more resonant, more empathic, more in touch with our, our heart sense. The air sense is everything that can exert pressure. So as earth is the quality that resists pressure, air is the quality that exerts pressure. So when you breathe in, you can feel it pushing your chest open. It pushes, doesn't it? When we breathe out, you can feel it breathing out, pushes down, down through the body. Breathing in pushes the body open. Breath energy, the most fundamental aspect of it is the air sense. The air sense means everything is possible can change, everything can shift. We consider something like wind, the winds that blow around in the sky, the breezes, they're continually saying, this too will change. This is passing on. Nothing is fixed here. Nothing is frozen. Everything can blow through. We can blow through. And when we tune into that, the quality of breathing in our body is one of the things to, to bring in as a tonality is when we breathe out, it's like everything is just blowing away, emptying out. Like the wind is just blowing out all the stale, the stagnant, the finished. It's gone. It's past. We breathe in, it's like everything can start. It's a new beginning, it's the breath of fresh air, that, that tone. It's momentary. Air is a moment. A breath of fresh air. So we might say on a heart sense, it's important to have this every day, fresh, a new breath. Every day, finish it, blow it away. Don't store it up, good or bad, let it blow it to the winds. Whatever's been created, blow it away. Give it away. 
You ever seen those, the, when they do the sand mandalas, these incredible sand mandalas, the Tibetan monks create, take some, I don't know, days doing these very intricate designs with colored sand. So it's amazing intricate patterns. Uh, so it's beautiful thing, maybe you know, 10 feet wide, beautiful sand mandala with all these intricate patterns, and then at the end of it, they just sweep it away. <laughs> yeah. I think that's beautiful. The sweeping away is beautiful. Yeah. Just let it go. So when you're using breath like that, just whatever's been in the past, just breathe it out. Keep breathing it out. And breathing in the freshness of the present. So you see how something like that is mental, it's physical, it's energetic, it crosses the boundaries. So breathing in and out is not just a matter of sticking your attention on a particular point. It's picking up this, these tonalities that cross the boundaries between body and mind. This is how your body and mind and emotions are come into harmony because you operate the whole, all three of them at the same time. And they will do that. Picking up something like elements is an easy way to bring the whole system into harmony because it has a physical sense an emotional sense, and a cognitive sense. You know, that one, that there, that's the earth, that's the sign, that's it, that's it. You know, you, you can think. It's a very simple vocabulary, isn't it? Only got five words in it. Fifth element, space. Really important. Space. Uh, an element that seems sometimes on the verge of extinction in our experience, I need some space, give me some space. <laughs> wow, I'd love, love some space. I never get a break. I need a rest, a vacation. Find some space. And then wherever you go, our stuff fills up the space, doesn't it? I want some space, but I want to take all this junk with me. <laughs> Five suitcases, you know, where you can go and have some space. <laughs> I want some space, but I don't want to be left, you know, <laughs> too naked and too open. Yeah. Space is such an important thing for us. But it's ambiguous, isn't it? Because if it's open, it means also that anything might happen in it. It's not, you know, it's not mine. It's something, something could jump into that space. So it might fill it up. So I, I tend to bring into that space some, something that's going to make it feel good. Now, in terms of the body, you, know, you have your own space that, that people, other people don't get into. Other things don't get into. You can find this. You can find it in your mind. It's the space at the end of a thought. It's the space between one impression and the next. It's the space between breathing in and breathing out. It's the pause. It's a space within your throat, which you open up. It's a space of no pressure, of no obligation, of no future, of no past, of not holding, 
of not filling up. When we imagine it as a series of negatives, it may in fact have a slightly negative feeling to it. But it's also space means the freedom. (laughs) The freedom from the future with its anxieties, its dreams, which probably aren't going to happen, its how am I going to get this to happen, its freedom from the future, the pressure of the future, the fear of the future, its freedom from the past, the burden, the importance, the weight, the only, the I've wasted 59 years of my life, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, it's, it's the freedom from that. It's no past or that past can we create some space around that? Space, you might say, is the property of awareness itself, which doesn't have any quality other than its non-resisting, non-acquiring, non-filling up. Very important quality property for meditators, being spacious having space, feeling the compulsions that arise to get, to make, to fix, to do, to taste, to drink, to be stimulated and just saying, relax, open, open into the space. It's here. This is what, this is the, feel it out for yourself. This is the best possibility, most immediate best possibility anyway. Because we come into that that pressurized nerves, that jangling push, the anxiety, the clawing, the fumbling fades. Space element. Now in the bodily sense, the space you might say, when I've been saying contemplate your body in its own space or externally, we come to the sense of the skin boundary, you know, where you get the tingling, warm, the sense of warmth, sense of tingling, sense of having a boundary. Yeah. And instead of holding ourselves within that, slightly hunched, slightly on the defended, you know, naturally enough, and then nobody's, you know, nobody's getting at me, nobody's on my case. There's no pressure to be anything at all. Coming to the skin boundary. Right here, in front of my chest, nobody's sticking anything in me. Just feel warmth, maybe the sense of some clothes here, some slight sensations of clothing, uh, brushing senses of the clothing if I move around. I can I can manage that. The point about this uh, our energetic system, because it transfers, because the mental and emotional and physical boundary, it's it's crosses all three. So even when there physically is nothing touching us, we can feel crammed in by our emotional and mental habits. 
so you feel under pressure because you've got some ought to, got to, got to get there state still operating and it affects your body. Yeah. Particularly, well, check it out. What's happening around your eyes? What's happening in your forehead? What's happening in corners of the mouth? What's happening in your throat? What's happening in your diaphragm? What's happening in your chest? Is do those places in your body know there's nothing you have to be for anyone else right now? Nothing you have to do, get fixed. Do those places really get that yet? Now, when we want to do something, particularly if it's a fairly intense or focused work, what will happen? I bet most of us will come up into our heads, the forehead will slightly tense up. The eyes will, con- eyes will contract in their sockets. Let's get serious, you know? And this head starts to contract. Yeah? And that's what I'm supposed to do, to get serious. I want to contract. I trust that sense. Yeah. When I'm doing math or engineering or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so then I want to meditate. So, right, I want to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Jesus is hard work. So all these kind of I've got to have five in like these seven of those three of those four <laughs> foundations six sense bases five indrias seven factors in light gotta get like going oh the four Brahma Viharas oh no not those as well not the loving kindness oh, top of it all because then you know how do you do that from up there oh, I get the space got to get the space in as well so you know. <laughs> The thing about the body is it doesn't tell lies. It's quite simple. It's like a simple, uneducated, it's like a dog, you know. It doesn't do lies. It's just, it knows the space or no space. Whatever, you know, however convoluted and attractive the ideas are about enlightenment, awakening, Buddhism and so forth, the body feels, whoa, this feels like pressure to me. <laughs> More of the same story, just different words. So, you know, you just start to. Oof, the way to really know Dharma is to forget Dharma. And, you know, the way to really know it is to forget it. Find, let, it let it come to you. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Just that it could come to you. Maybe if we just created a a good nest, a big bird would come. <laughs> yeah. And perhaps, you know, we've been running around in circles trying to net this thing for years. You know, you know, put it down, just make a good place, prepare the house, let the guest come. This to me feels good, feels balanced, feels I can sensible, you know, 
in a body sense, the body says, oh, thank you. Uh, for energetically, that feels, that feels right. It feels I'm here, I'm whole. I'm not running up chasing things. I'm not running up and down trees. I'm not climbing mountains. I'm, I, can, I can feel calm and feel good about that. I have confidence in that. It's taking me, this bodily sense, taking the energetic sense into account. So, when we're mindful and fully aware, it's just this. This body in the here and now, we're not changing it. We're just recognizing what we don't need to do right now. What's not necessary to do right now. If it's not necessary, just let it go. What is sensible is come into the fullness, connect, thoroughly connect, cohesively connect. So you can feel yourself, you can sense your body, you can feel a sense of settling, calm, relief, at ease in yourself. This is establishing a form, Dhamma form. Dhamma, the way it is, the order, the balance. You don't rush forward for that. You stay, widen, soften, establish. Hmm? When these elements, these properties come into balance, there's a sense of firmness that's not rigid. Warmth, it's not fiery and blazing, it's just uh, connecting, adhesive sense, that's that. Got it? Yeah. Be with that. Got it? Where's got it? You're sharp, you're quick. It's cohesive, everything is together, and it's empathic. This feels about right. Beautiful sense, the water sense. Because it doesn't have boundaries, we also, something in us also attunes for the welfare of others, senses, space around us, the sky, the trees, the birds, feels resonant with that. Resonates through the whole history of the tradition of Buddha Dharma. We are still rippling from what the Buddha laid down. You can still pick up that tune. Beautiful sense. The air sense, everything is just a movement of the breeze. It's just a moment. It just blows away. Fresh, let it go. Fresh, let it go. Fresh, let it go. Space, you have the freedom from pressure. Allow yourself the freedom from pressure. Either conscious pressures like I've got to get, I've got to be, or the unconscious one I can't do, I don't think, well, you know. Don't let yourself get pressurized by ambition or despair. Just sense those resonances, those, and how do you feel them in your body? Where do you feel them in your body? 
You feel it somewhere in your body, maybe in your guts, widen to include the whole body, come back to the earth. Feel the space around you. Let that energy of past karma, of habit, let it move, let it flow, let it go. Let it move out. Let it give it its space to operate. This is a form for practice, form for Dhamma practice. So let's have a um, short period of standing, standing meditation.